0: There's a perfect margarita in a mason jar waiting for you at the la da Welcome to the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. This is hitting on July 17th as we record on the 14th. I'm the conquistador Dave Height, Along with the maestro Kevin Crane. And we're going to hit you with our first concert review of the season. Woo! Jimmy Buffett from the Ruoff Mortgage Music Center in Noblesville, Indiana, just north of Indianapolis. Wow, what a fun show. I
1: have to give this a double review. I don't know how you feel about it. You you might be able to, to put everything together. This is the first concert we've seen in nine months. I saw Jimmy Buffett a long time ago with no tailgating, in a a basketball arena. So I saw the internally during the concert, the fans, the parrot heads and how they behaved and how they acted and how they dressed. But this was an interesting experience. So I need to break this down into the overall concert experience, give that a rating versus the show show itself. itself. So um, Dave summed up the first song perfectly.
0: Opened with "Down at the Lottie Da" right off the new album,
1: right, and he didn't play much off the new album. I think only two songs.
0: Yeah, just a couple, but they were the right. But that's a great song, and that is a great song. That was a perfect, perfect one to get
1: you in the mood. And the the smart thing, Jimmy Buffett, might sometimes to me be a little dull, a little boring. Some of the songs were, you know, a little, you know, snoozeworthy to me. But the man's smart. The man has written some great songs, and we'll get to that later. Yeah. But initially, for him to start with Down at the la da which, of course, the chorus is down at the la 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 And then he goes into La-dee-da. a cover of Brown-Eyed Girl. Yes. And where she sings "la la 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 la," I mean that's smart to me. Yeah, where it was you brilliant. you take two songs with basically the same chorus and meld them together—one of yours and then the cover song. Yeah, that was brilliant.
0: And it absolutely it, it brilliant. set the tone for the night of the show. It
1: did, and I think people were just dying to get out. Estimated crowd of twenty five thousand.
0: Yes outdoor venue.
1: Lawn was full.
0: Temperature was perfect.
1: A little bit of rain, but not bad. We had a little bit of
0: drizzle, not enough to get you soaked, not enough to make it uncomfortable, but it wasn't bad.
1: No. Now, the the experience as a whole was unbelievable. (laughs) I give the experience four frenzies.
0: Oh, yeah. By far.
1: Because I was wondering, why did I get an email the night before saying you need to be in the parking lot by 2.
0: The parking for an lot 8:00 show. 2.
1: For an 8 o'clock show. We, I was like, okay, that's never happened before.
0: We we pulled into the parking lot 2:30? about 2.40. Okay. And it was, the one side was over half full. And everybody was getting out, scrambling. To set up their area. The pop-up tents were going up. The camp chairs were coming out. The food tables were being set. Beer pong was being set up. The spinning wheel for shots or boobs for beads was out there. It was a festive freaking atmosphere, kids.
1: Very fun. Very fun. People dressed up as pirates.
0: Everybody sharing their food and alcohol with each other. Volcano hats.
1: And of course, I came across the greatest invention known to mankind—the
0: <laughs> pop-up potty. Now this will harken back to your issue with Nomadland about going in a bucket. Yes, I did go in a bucket <laughs> because but- what I initially,
1: after about an hour. After we got settled in, it took us about 20 minutes. I think the three of us sat around, you and me, and Mrs. C, and we were kind of figuring out number one, how to get used to tailgating at a concert again because we hadn't done it in so long because of COVID.
0: Yeah. And, everybody, and then number two, watching everybody. This was the one up- where you're like, oh my God, this is far beyond anything. Yeah. Everybody's we- setting up all their decorations. Around beads, ev- food, oh my God. everything. It was
1: insane. So Every- I had a couple beers, and then of course I had to relieve myself. So I excused myself, went down to one of the few porta potties. Great job, Ruoff, by the way. Um,
0: Don't have nearly enough.
1: Waited in line for 10 minutes, and that was actually a pretty decent that wait. That's, that's a short at line. the time about 3:30. So I got in, came back and of course Mrs. C had already ingratiated herself with <laughs> our neighbors who had this pop-up potty. We
0: asked, "So is this what we think it is?" Yep, we got a bucket in there with the special bag that
1: with a seat. They bought a the seat, seat for the for women
0: to sit down on said bucket and they said, "Yeah, go right ahead, help yourself. No number 2, just number 1."
1: and i i That's told my, i told my daughter when she asked me how the concert was i said that made my entire concert <laughs> if they had not had the pop-up potty
0: we would not have it would have been a miserable enough.
1: miserable afternoon yeah because again we were in the parking lot partying for four hours before we even got in line which the line to get into the lawn seats or any seat was all it was, the way back to where we were parked. Never have I seen a line like that. It moved fairly quickly though. And we got the seats we wanted. We yeah. knew where we wanted to sit in the lawn and we got the seats we wanted. So that was all good. And the the rain did not bother me.
0: No. No, it didn't. No thunder, no lightning, no torrential downpours. Just
1: kind of a, a drizzle, the whole on yeah, know on and show. off.
0: It just you know it would start to get humid, then it would drizzle. It would go away. You'd be comfortable.
1: So, the whole experience, a yes, four frenzies. Four frenzies. I'll give it an a four frenzies. Um, the show itself, I'll go three, because again, I don't know Jimmy Buffett as well as I should or want to. Um. So there were some patches in there, four or five songs where I was just okay. What? They were they were good songs, not great songs, and I didn't know them. So you know, I I told I emailed Dave the next day and told him. I said I woke up with volcano in my head, <laughs> which I did, which I did. Yeah, I don't know.
0: No. <laughs> No, it, it was it was great. This has been a long time in the making for Mrs. C and I. We were supposed to have seen him for our first wedding anniversary. We'd gotten tickets. And a couple months after we got the tickets, we wound up adopting a dog from a shelter. Lo and behold, two weeks later, the said dog had nine puppies. So of course we, can't, we don't have anybody to care for the dog and the puppies when the concert rolls around, so we had to sell the tickets. And the next few times, we we're supposed to have somebody get tickets for us, and everything fell through. So now, 23 years later, we finally got to see Mr. Buffett. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I will give it three and a half for the show, because there were a few songs that he could have passed on, but it's all good.
1: Now, overall, what do you say?
0: Oh, the whole overall entirety, experience? Yeah. the experience of it all was definitely four.
1: Okay. So we're, we're in tune on that.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, was, it was the most fun I had prepping up for a concert. And everybody walking by around so us. So nice. People it were was so unbelievably greatest. nice. Yeah. This
1: was the nicest crowd ever. And you would have thought people walking by offering
0: the, shots
1: with the amount of alcohol involved, with the amount of illegal substances being smoked, you would have thought there would have been trouble. There would have been fights.
0: No, nope, I
1: the nicest people in the world. The Parrot Heads are fantastic. They will treat you like they're
0: like you're their family. brother.
1: you your the
0: brother, sister, your cousin. It was a great experience and it was a last minute decision I made to throw the pop up tent in the And back that was of the a smart
1: one because if we hadn't had that, we would have been lost. So kudos to you.
0: Yeah, because it spit a little bit, the sun was out, we had but everybody everything. had one. But that everybody them. I, I don't think and we would have we would have stuck right. out like a sore thumb without yeah. it. There are newbies. Yeah,
1: there were people giving temporary tattoos. Based on how many times you'd seen, so if Jimmy you've Buffett. never
0: seen him, you got a V. If you'd seen him, because you're a version, you got the one. The highest I think we saw 229. was two twenty nine. Two twenty
1: nine. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't know.
0: But I've been told no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know where I'm going to go, go. But two twenty nine seems a little that's high. That's a to little me.
0: excessive. All right. Well, but I would see him again. I, if nothing else, for the tailgating experience.
1: Yeah, if he goes out again, it's probably going to be a, a farewell. Yeah. Um, looking at the set list, which we got off set list FM, which is one of my favorite websites that I found over the last five, six years. Because as I get older, I want to remember the shows more. So it's really nice to be able to print out the set list, put it with the ticket.
0: Yeah. If
1: you bastards would let me have a physical ticket. Wagons. So the cover song stood out to me. Again, the first time I saw him, I told you, the song that stood out was Southern Cross. Yes. And luckily, he played that again in the encore.
0: That was beautiful.
1: Again, I love Brown Eyed Girl when he did that. I loved his guitar player when they took a break. The entire band, except for his guitar player, took a break. And his guitar player did the cover of the Allman Brothers, Little Martha, which was great.
0: That was phenomenal. And he
1: admitted that this is supposed to be played with two guitars. I'm going to
0: try it with one. Yeah, and he pulled it off. Did it, a great job. It was one of those where he's asking, D- didn't he meet up with Allman How do you pull this off?
1: Dwayne. Yeah, He, he, he asked talked to Dwayne, Dwayne, how do you
0: play this? And Dwayne said to him, it's for two guitars, dumbass.
1: <laughs> but yeah, his band was good i love the fact they were older you know he he didn't bring in a lot of young guys no it did. his these, band was his these age, were the coral reefers 50s 60s 70s yep which i know all you millennials out there going well, why don't you have young players because, because you don't
0: get it it's a lifestyle
1: the only song that we thought he might play that he didn't was pencil thin mustache I kind of outside wanted to hear of that. that one. Outside of that,
0: he covered all the bases. We got everything. So we got Alan Jackson's five o'clock somewhere.
1: Yeah, because you guys were you We guys... were
0: hoping because this was hyped as his first show of the season. It was being live streamed on YouTube TV, on Margaritaville Radio, on Sirius XM we had expected a special guest, maybe Alan Jackson, maybe Kenny Chesney, maybe Zach Brown, but we were denied.
1: Teased on Alan Jackson, though.
0: Yes. Very, very close. Yes. He comes out to say, this is one that we usually do with Mr. Alan Jackson. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here with us. So close.
1: But he played for about two hours and 25 minutes. Great, especially for his age.
0: Yep, and he's bouncing around there in his khakis, his Hawaiian shirt, and barefoot.
1: Yep, yep. of course, no fireworks, no no pyro. This no. is just
0: the stage set, though, was great. It was all the coral reef stuff to match with the name of the band:
1: pelicans, lobsters, crabs. Yeah. yep
0: it was. It Lighthouses,
1: was, the whole thing. It
0: was really cool. A cool set that he yep. had up there.
1: Very good show to come back to after all this time off from COVID. Thank you Jimmy. Thank you very much That's for what getting us need. back and into the flow.
0: Thank you to everybody around us for sharing and yes. being gracious and I
1: would love to be able to send a Christmas so card to the people with the porta potty thing. <laughs> I Jesus Christ, I love that thing so much. Literally have never loved an inanimate object as much. <laughs> as I love that thing. That literally made my day, my experience. And I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Made it more comfortable. Made it much more enjoyable. So, yes, I don't know who you are. We loved you. Thank you so much for the hospitality. Thank you so much for being such great people. All of you at the concert. Thank you, Parrotheads. You are fantastic people. You couldn't be better if you tried.
0: Well said. That this this will go down as one of the one of the better ones we've been to,
1: especially because of the fun. Yes. Yes. Um, it's a top.
0: It, it's probably a top three in terms of fun.
1: Oh God, yeah. At least, at least top three. Yeah, yeah. Because of course, any show in Chicago, you can't tailgate, right? So, all right. I got a little bit of uh, music news for us to rip apart before we get into the next segment the sad tv streaming segment Ugh. where i will i might shed Cheers tears will be shed. i might shed tears because i was ignorant
0: but he we'll get, didn't
1: listen to me we'll get to that in a minute next week hopefully i'm not going to make a 100% promise but hopefully dave and i will be able to review the new wallflowers album exit wounds But again, of course, we've got concerts. We both have concerts coming up this weekend separately. So we might have two separate reviews for you next week. I've got a festival on Friday. And I do on Saturday. Two completely different shows, both hard rock, but
0: mine's more 80s, 90s, and
1: yours is more current. Yes. So hopefully next week, exit wounds as a review. I have a story time for you, Uncle Dave. Do you, Uncle Kevin? Yes, a music story time. Re- Dazed, us. Dazed and confused. The, mu- the movie, Dazed and Confused. All, you, right, you and all I, right, all right. You and I both love Dazed and Confused.
0: Yes, yes, we do.
1: Do you realize, I? I I read up on this the other day, and the director, Richard Linklater, one of our favorite bands of all time, was supposed to do a cover of We're an American Band over the credits at the end of Dazed and Confused. He did not want them to do a cover of the song. Richard Linklater insisted, I don't want any new bands doing covers of old songs. The movie is set in 1978. Right. So he said, I don't want the current band at the time when they filmed it doing old songs. If we're going to do, we're an American band. I want it to be the original. So MCA universal, they battled back and forth and back and forth and finally link later won. but it cost him $300,000.
0: Because
1: MCA universal had right of first refusal over the soundtrack. Mm. So if he, when he said this band cannot do the cover of, we're an American band over the credits, We revoke, and we take back that $300,000. Who's the band? Oh, you're going to be mad. You're going to be mad.
0: Was it VH? Jackal. What?
1: Jackal was slated, and if you go on YouTube, Jackal Jackal did did the cover of We're an American Band, which was supposed to be the second song over the closing credits of Dazed and Confused, but because Linklater said, No, I'm not promoting one of your new oh bands.
0: Oh my god, I would have, loved I want, to have heard that. I
1: want a band from seventy-eight or earlier doing the soundtrack for a movie that's wow. set in nineteen seventy-eight. So Jackal's We're an American band was nixed and it cost Richard Linklater three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And that's your
0: story time from Uncle Kev. And we better get the Jackal Show in November.
1: That's right. Now, to close up the music segment of our weekend edition, this coming Saturday, the 17th, is Record Store Day Part 2. They've been screwing around with this because of COVID. Last year, it got delayed a couple times. Last year, I bought my first actual vinyl album in decades, The Living Room, which was basically Collective Soul doing the cars. Right. Oh, loved it so much. Still good have stuff. it. stuff. Yes, I, I've got to get myself a better record player than what I've got to fully enjoy it. But I felt really good going into my local record store, not ordering from Amazon, helping them out, supporting them, buying an album
0: small little strip mall store
1: now i'm gonna do it again this coming saturday for record store day part two on the 17th of july because as mrs c knows as i know the foo fighters are putting out hail satin
0: an homage to the bgs or as the foo are calling themselves for this the dgs yes And if you don't know what that is in reference to, shame on you.
1: Shame on you. Shame on you. Of course, the video was released this week of the DGs doing You Should Be Dancing, which offends you beyond belief.
0: I'm not a fan of the music, and it hurt me to hear the food doing this. But there you go.
1: I grew up in the 70s. I have no problem. I grew up in this loving in the, the disco movement. I we, love we, we, disco. We've, we've
0: got a few years difference. I know, I know. I do not appreciate it. I'm I not love a fan. disco.
1: I I was a big fan of Casey and the Sunshine Band and the Bee Gees. This is awesome. Hail Satin will have, as I I'm going to guess here. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's six BG covers and five live songs from Medicine at Midnight. So it is a full album. So it's 11 songs, but kind of split half and half between live, Foo, and the DGs. (sighs) I'm hoping and praying I'm not going to be one of those idiots that stands in line for Record Store Day. I'll get out there at 11:11:30.
0: Not going to take your pop-up potty. I do need to buy one of those. I do. I am going
1: to. I'll put one in the backyard. <laughs> I will save myself the walk of 20 yards.
0: You know, we do not imbibe. We should on buy the one of those for the uh because the draft,
1: of... the fantasy, the Sports Frenzy Fantasy draft. <laughs> Oh my God! Would that be awesome? Next month oh is a sports God. frenzy fantasy football draft.
0: Oh my God!
1: <laughs> but I will. I will not wait in line at ten in the morning on record store day part two. I will get out there at eleven, eleven thirty, and if they have a couple, I'll buy them one there for me, go. one for Mrs. C. I got out, like I said last year when I bought the living room. I got out there a week after Record Store Day, and they have those still in stock. So hopefully, maybe, possibly. Yeah, but it's the Foo. Yeah, but a lot of people um, on Facebook were negative about it. They're like, oh, this isn't the Foo Fighters. This this sucks. This is terrible, man. They're like, you,
0: haters like you, who don't like disco like you. Damn proud of it. There's a reason I was a fan of disco demolition night at Comiskey Park. Which set baseball back 20 years. And it helped bring a close to the disco era. I
1: appreciate This is why I'm not a music snob. I get Long accused, live rock.
0: I get accused
1: of being a music snob all the time. From the Conquistador. From my daughter, the protege. Everybody says, you're a music snob. You don't like every type of music.
0: Guess what? I like more types of music than he does! I'm a self-described music snob. I like what I like and screw everything else. Harumph. That's going to wrap up the music segment
1: for the weekend edition. We have got, as we mentioned, a very sad, tragic TV streaming segment coming up here. You might actually hear the maestro cry. Wailing
0: and sobbing and gnashing of teeth.
1: This is sad. This is going to be sad. This is going to devastate me and it should devastate all of you. We'll be right back.
0: Listen to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox, as the Maestro and Conquistador give their reviews and news on music, movies, TV, books, and more every Saturday. They can't help themselves. They have no control over this this need to talk and scream. It's inside them. The fire. The voices. The torment! Hey kids, welcome back to segment two of the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0, airing on July 17th. I'm the conquistador Dave Height, Along with the maestro Kevin Crane. And we're going to take you back to 1930s Hollywood as we kick off our TV streaming reviews. As we recount the first season of Perry Mason on HBO Max, starring Matthew Rise. God, he is good. He is probably not my favorite, but one
1: of my favorite actors right now. Yeah. If he asked me to list my top five, he would be in it.
0: For sure. Between the Americans and now this. Yeah. And he was great in the Americans. I think he's phenomenal. Yes. And Perry Mason. Yes. I
1: think this show is well acted. It was a short, short eight Eight episodes. episodes. But it is coming back. And HBO Max has said this is now going to be a regular series. So hopefully we'll get longer series
0: or maybe multiple cases within one season. That would be good. This one was really well done. And it's the evolution of Perry Mason from alcoholic PI to hotshot lawyer,
1: right? And this is not this is not Earl Stanley Gardner's Perry Mason. No, do not. No, it is. This not. is a relaunch, a revamp.
0: This is more of a hardcore, down and gritty,
1: dirty. dirty yeah, this is not Raymond it's, Burr.
0: Th- this is a definite noir. Right, right, um, and. Kudos to the Downies for bringing this to us.
1: Well, Robert Downey Jr. was originally supposed to play Perry Mason, and he had to bow out, but he is still a producer.
0: And I think that's probably a good thing for this. Yeah, I don't
1: see him being able to pull this role off like Matthew Rice did. I don't. No. No. Um, Matthew Rice played this role perfectly, just a little bit of snark but he's he's so good at playing the world-weary everyman.
0: Yeah, the, everybody needed. hates me. I have to I'm I down struggle. on my luck.
1: Yes. My friends barely tolerate me
0: cuz I I I isolate them and shove them away yes. and Yes. the abrasiveness.
1: Now I will give Perry Mason 3 frenzies. I did have issues. I did have issues.
0: I give it three frenzies and we probably have the same issues that it did not happen in 1930s Hollywood. My issues are more PC. I think it was
1: more PC than it needed to be.
0: I think that's where I was going to go with the way it ended. Number one...
1: Harry Mason always had a semi-romantic, yet it never blossomed, kind of a platonic relationship with Della Street. Of course, in our stupid-ass,
0: goddamn PC
1: world, Della Street now has to be a lesbian. Yes. Which I found ultimately offensive. I'm sorry. It reeked of hbo telling the screenwriter you, have you to better have us. a lesbian in the plot somewhere you ha- or an lgbtq whatever character right so i did not like the fact that they made della street a lesbian as an actress in the role fine she did a great job really good job now i have been watching some of the old perry masons on sundance Maybe I shouldn't have, because <laughs> I think that's why I, I had to look at this as a three, maybe a two and a half, if I keep watching another couple <laughs> weeks. Because the old Perry Mason is just so solid, so well written. Um, and this, again, screams we're going to be politically correct at all costs first, and then plot comes second. Now I did like Tatiana Maslany as the the preacher, the
0: yeah, the, the yeah.
1: prophet. But I will say I don't really understand in the end what the hell her role was supposed to be in this whole thing. You know? She was part of an organization that had an integral part of the case. It was Yeah. And it almost looked like they were going to have a romantic interest
0: at one point. And it almost led to that. You could, the attempt there at the end. Right. uh, Yeah, I know. She, they kind of wrote a bigger role for her than she needed.
1: Right. So that's again why I I can't give it as as high
0: of a rating as I'd like to. I think why they did that was to kind of skew the storyline a little bit so you didn't figure out the entirety until the last bit yeah
1: because there was a lot a lot especially early on going on with her and the church and again it's connected to the case but not that much they 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 focused on them way too much yeah you could say like you you're talking about that could be a red herring in the plot but wow that's a lot of time to spend on a red herring. a lot now, this, I had a problem with this, but not as much as I did with Della Street. Paul Drake, again, this is a PC move, but in this one, I kind of liked it because Paul Drake in the original TV show, again, not talking about Earl Stanley Gardner's books, but the TV show, Paul Drake is a big, tall, huge muscular white guy who Perry calls in as a PI all the time. Right. So now in this one, Paul Drake ends up being an African-American police officer who ends up coming in at the end and giving up the corruption of the police department to join Perry Mason. I like that. And I love the actor because he was Lucius Fox in In Gotham. Gotham. Yes. Love him as an actor. That, so I didn't have I a did problem not, with him coming in as Paul Drake. I that like I was willing—I was willing to give a concession to the PC police on that.
0: See, I will agree with you on that. That's the one I liked. I did not yes. like the forced LGBTQ right. character, right? Because, right. because now I don't know Devil where Street. where
1: Perry goes if there's a romantic interest. Because now he lost the one they gave him at the beginning, basically.
0: Right, the uh, pilot.
1: Right who wanted to take over his family homestead to put in an airstrip.
0: Yeah, and he got ticked the way she went about it. But at the end, he left her the note saying, all is good.
1: Right. So it's definitely not your traditional, if if you know, if you kids know out there what Perry Mason was in the 50s and the 60s or the Earl Stanley Gardner books, this is not what you would
0: expect. No, th- this is more your hard... Dirty, gritty, gutter, right version. But that being said, it's very, it's
1: recommendable. I am giving it three. It's definitely recommendable. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to now I know with the groundwork laid what to expect. And I think I'm never big on origin stories because they always, to me, drag out too long and take too much time before you get into the action. So now season two will probably be outstanding. It should be all in on what's going on. We know Paul Drake's now in. Bella Street, we know who she is. Perry's now a lawyer. as far
0: as an origin season, this one was really well done. It was, it was,
1: it was. So my three is very, it was very hard rating for me to give because I wanted to go three and a half. I wanted to go two and a half because I just don't like the PC crap.
0: Right take that out of it and it's more solid it it
1: did take a while i kept i kept waiting to try it when is he going to become a lawyer when is it because i was sitting there first couple episodes going when is he he's not a lawyer how is he perry mason he's not a lawyer and then finally halfway through
0: you know they probably could have with the way they focused on the church and everything, you almost could have gone this as a six parter.
1: I think you could have cut a lot out with the church stuff. That's what I'm saying too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This easily could have been wrapped up succinctly in six episodes and it would have been much more solid. That's why I'm thinking season two, if they
1: make it a regular series could end up being 12 episodes with two or three cases. Right. Every year.
0: Move them along, don't drag it out. This, right. this almost dragged too much. And I do want to give kudos to
1: John Lithgow.
0: Oh my God, He did Thrilled get
1: an, a, a well-deserved, and I'm not a big fan of him in real life. He's kind of an asshole in real life. But he is a great actor, and he gets a well-deserved Emmy nomination for the role he plays as Perry's mentor.
0: Yes, he did a Phenomenal. He was job great. He that.
1: was great in this. Absolutely great. Where's the tissues, Dave?
0: Do you want to go there no, now? Where
1: where are the tissues?
0: They're over on the table. All right.
1: We have to review because it ended last night as we're taping this on the 14th of July, 2021. The final I can't believe I'm saying this. The final episode. The series. Of Mister In Between, I did not know. Night. I did not know until last night that this was ending because I did he not didn't
0: re- listen to me over yes. the weekend.
1: Somehow, I I do not remember, do not
0: recollect. You blocked it out because you did not want to believe it subconsciously. So,
1: somehow, the Conquistador told me that this was the finale. The
0: overall finale, not the season finale. Because we were talking about it, explaining it to Mrs. C, and I told you that last week, after last week's episode, I had to stop it and rewind it to make sure I read correctly that it was the series finale and not the season.
1: It's not fair. It is not fair. Dick Wolf gets to have eight Fucking shows on NBC Chicago PD Chicago bathroom Man. fucking law and order pedophiles law and order jaywalkers and yet Mr. in between has to end after three
0: seasons three fucking seasons it's ridiculous at least we got not even 30 episodes not even 30 episodes what was it? Overall, did we get as many episodes of Mr. In-Between as we got of Terriers yeah, we in did. one we got, season?
1: Yeah, we got more. We got more. Barely. I don't understand it. Dave has asked me if I'd seen anything about was this Scott Ryan's decision? Was this FX's decision? Was this a third the party? Aust- the it's producer? an Australian
0: show. Was it the decision there we don't know
1: i i can't stand this shit where great shows end too early and this is a great show that ends way too early way too early way too early that being said as we review the final season i guess we can review the series <laughs> overall whole series
0: too. we might as well do the series
1: Mr. In-Between is a four frenzies for me.
0: It's a four overall, plus. Overall, point.
1: I will give the final season three and a half. There were a little, little bit of dragging points in the middle that I, I thought were a little slow. But three and a half is still, still pretty phenomenal. high.
0: And and, the, and finale, it's overall four. the finale is definitely a four.
1: Yeah, the ending is it's what fitting.
0: It, it, it's it ties it together well.
1: No spoilers here, of course. We never spoil anything for you on Sports Frenzy. No, um, but again, it's... Netflix! It leaves him in between. Netflix, would you please make a call to Scott Ryan and beg him, please plead him to bring, go with a bring season Bring the magician four. back. Which, bring back Ray. Of course, we found out this past week Mr. In Between is based on an old school independent movie called The Magician. Yep. From about fifteen years ago, which I picked up, which I will be reviewing in the next week or two. I would share it with the conquistador, but it's digital only. So Bastards. I will screen it and I'll let him know if it's worth it. The little bit I've seen of it so far is kind of creepy, black and it's not black and white. I said that the first time we talked about it. It's more sepia. It's it's color, but it's very
0: oh, the washed dark. out, dark. yeah,
1: very dark. Um, so it's not black and white. I just I, I just can't stand it when a great show like this goes away before its time. And I can't believe the buzz was picking up. I'd heard people talking about it. We talked about Boomer and Geo on National CBS Sports Network talking about it.
0: Just when a show gets
1: its legs. Yeah. And again, like I said, Dick fucking Wolf gets eight shows on NBC. That are crap. But we can't continue. Is this the rat? Again, is this the fucking rat? maybe screwing us over
0: could very well now be. they
1: own fx
0: Duh. speaking of which, and of course mr in between is so not politically correct
1: right speaking of which we've got news on the rat oh lo and behold this could have gone on our normal es or a uh, sports frenzy but i figured it put it in the streaming so espn plus is going up a dollar in august yeah it's worthless it's absolutely trash but of course what does that mean for the bundle
0: that means the bundle's gonna go up
1: so with the emmys now the big winners quote unquote in the emmy nominations that came out are wandavision
0: the rat how did Wanda And the Mandalorian, the rat. How did WandaVision win anything? From what I understand, it was awful. Marvel fans did not care for it. The actors did not care for it. How the hell did it win anything?
1: Yeah, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposedly the one that was more well-received and and... And that one that everybody loved, and Don Cheadle. Nothing wrong with Don Cheadle, but he gets a nomination for a 98 second appearance.
0: How the hell does that
1: work? As Roddy Rhodes, aka War Machine.
0: How the hell does that happen? Because it's
1: number one, the Emmys, which number two,
0: it's the Rat. And again, it's an award show they don't get it yeah there was something something about hamilton
1: where seven actors from hamilton got nominated seven actors from one show got nominated
0: whatever it no more
1: pc crap is what that is
0: how about awards shows should just go away cuz nobody watches them
1: now loki speaking of the rat did get renewed for season two.
0: Oh, well, of course it did. And it's going to be your big winner next year because Loki is by. Oh, Dave,
1: come on. That wouldn't have any influence on the voters, would it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, we have not seen Black Widow yet. Um, We're going to talk about Black Widow here in the next segment when we get to our movie reviews. And movie news, um, but again, more PC kind of stuff. The rat
0: is wielding its might. Everything. Night.
1: Good news to wrap up our TV streaming segment. Found this out today, and I am ecstatic. This might take some of the of the pain away from me about Mister In Between. Some of it, not all of it, but some. Season 3 of Titans is coming August the 12th yes. on HBO Max. DC has been crap lately on the CW.
0: Oh, it's awful. The CW has just gone so politically correct. The Conquistador rips me to shreds for most still watching of the, the Flash.
1: And I'm still going back and forth. Should I stop? Should I not stop?
0: Should I watch it? Should I not watch it? I took a cue from my boys the teenagers they bailed on it and i don't blame them because if they wanted to continue watching i don't know that i would have but they they pulled the plug and i'm like all right we're good to go
1: yeah i'm getting close again i'm getting close again they're about ready to wrap up this season and i'm just oh uh, oh my god uh, dc on regular TV, these ep- these shows, these episodes, Flash, Stargirl, Legends of Tomorrow, have become some some kind of PC, namby-pamby garbage. Now, Flash got a little bit better and got kind of away from that this year, so that's why I've stuck with it. It just so, moves too...
0: Di- for it being the Flash, <laughs> it moves
1: too damn slow. There's some irony for you, but... Titans and Doom Patrol, we've talked about this. When they started this DC Universe website and they decided to start with, they had Titans, Doom Patrol, and Swamp Thing. Right. And then HBO bought them out and brought that all over. Now, Swamp Thing got canceled, but I loved the first season of Swamp Thing. Really good. Doom Patrol, fantastic. I reviewed it recently, season two. Season three has been—it's re- renewed. It's coming back,
0: and I'm trying to get the boys' schedule coordinated so we can get to Doom Patrol. So now,
1: Titans season three starting here next month, and of course, Titans is mm-hmm. now edited on TNT. Yeah. They just started that this week, so that tells me bigger audience bring more people in. I don't know how they can edit the show that's gonna be tough yeah there's a lot of f-bombs
0: it, it, a it, lot of f-bombs yeah
1: so that being said the show itself fantastic tough gritty nasty this is what we want in our superhero shows eventually i'm gonna get around to watching the boys on amazon another that's yeah another tough gritty superhero show that's, that's
0: one we need to make the commitment to
1: so we can review so it. Because yeah, season three is already but almost in the can.
0: But i got to watch Bosch first. got
1: to finish the series. Yeah, that one I'm yeah, so far behind on Bosch. that take me a long time to catch up on that. But great show. I watched most of the first season. Um, so we're going to come back. Movie reviews, movie news. Dumbasses. Moments of silence. Yep. We got it
0: all for you.
1: I feel like we should do a moment of silence for Mr. In-Between. We'll get, we'll be there. (laughs) Stay tuned, kids. We'll be right back. No tissues. Not yet. When the mindless zombies at the major sports networks won't leave you alone. When the forces of evil on local sports radio have you cornered. Load up the boomstick known as Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio, Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox. Kevin Dave will drive the dull and boring voices in your head away and offer you the sports salvation you need. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget the weekend edition every Saturday. Where the Maestro and the Conquistador might just review your favorite horror flick. Sports Frenzy 2.0. It's groovy. Hey kids, welcome to Sports Frenzy the Weekend Edition. I am the Maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the Conquistador, Dave Height. This is going to hit on July the 17th, 2021 as we wrap up here with our movie reviews of the week
0: getting kind of cold in here isn't it
1: can you drive on ice can you drive a big rig truck on ice
0: over a frozen lake that's getting ready to thaw out
1: in april in canada that is the conundrum the Um, question we have for liam neeson and his movie the ice road
0: yep with lawrence Fishburne in a small bit role
1: I actually like this movie. I did this Netflix release. I don't know if it was just the timing. Liam Neeson is now
0: the action hero.
1: Yes, he is the guy from the 80s. He is the Schwarzenegger Stallone Seagal. He's just bandam of our our generation
0: now. Now, as he's later in life. Right, He's as old as those guys, but he's now (laughs) coming into his own as the action guy.
1: Yeah, because there is no action guy in these namby-pamby, wussy 20- and 30-year-olds that are coming up through the ranks.
0: Yeah, it's hard to find.
1: So you still got to go with the old guys.
0: Who can kick ass and take names.
1: Who would have thought that a movie about a trucker trying to drive heavy cargo over these ice roads in Canada would have been a good action flick. I was skeptical, but I enjoyed this. Again, I, I think this is just maybe the right time for me, the right movie. I give it three frenzies.
0: I will give it three for the fact that it had great action sequences. The drama was there. But I had issues with things in it. Tell
1: me. Please tell me.
0: The whole, oh, we only have X number of hours to get there. And, oh, all these things happen on the way. Sorry, you're not going to correct that and still make it to where you need to go in time.
1: But that's why they said they had tactical redundancy.
0: (laughs) And despite the tactical (laughs) redundancy. Come on.
1: No, I, I will agree with you to a point where the whole countdown thing, where they have to be at a certain place at a certain time to save lives.
0: Suspend disbelief on the countdown clock, kids.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, the countdown clock, it, it's not like they get their cargo from point A to part to part B to point B, and everything's fine and dandy. There's a lot of shit that's got to be done when they get to point B to set up
0: yeah, everything. Yeah, because the whole so the, damn the whole... drill rig has to be set up that they're transporting. I wasn't going to spoil that for people. They, It doesn't matter <laughs> that they know what what's being transported.
1: Yeah, I know. This is just one of those mindless action movies. I did like it, and I did, like you said, the action sequences were good, the trucks... You know, th- there's good tension there where you're trying to figure out which truck will get through, how are they going to get it through. Yeah. You know.
0: And, who's and, the bad guy? Yeah, who is the bad guy? Who's going to, or girl. Or who's, girl, who's, you who's never gonna... know. And hey, come on. How can you not love a movie with Lloyd Braun in it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry,
0: I can get you some chewing gum. <laughs> Ding another call ding (laughs) serenity now
1: (laughs) yeah we talked about this last week with with some of these movies now they're coming out where you got the a-lister you got the b-lister so it's neeson fishburne and then you you fill it in with with people like lloyd braun (laughs) (laughs) who people go hey i know him
0: i know him yes yes you do he sold computers <laughs> in George Costanza's garage.
1: <laughs> and it cost you next to nothing because he's probably happy to get a paycheck. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, it's, it's I, I feel like I'm overrating it, but at the same time. It's, as, it,
0: it's probably more of a two and a half.
1: But I'm going to give it three. I just I, I had fun with it. I thought it was well done for what it was.
0: Yeah, for what it was, it was very well done. Suspend disbelief on the countdown. Enjoy the ride on the ice road.
1: (laughs) All right. I am going to review the movie that your Uncle Dave and his boys have raved about for weeks and months. Months. They loaned me their copy of Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. So I finally got to watch it, which I was very thankful for because I'd been looking forward to seeing it for quite a while. And if they hadn't loaned it to me at some point, I probably would have pulled the trigger and bought it myself. So I liked it. I don't know if I liked it as much as you guys. I give it a three. Now, I would say this is a higher three than the Ice Road, but barely.
0: And I'll tell you why.
1: I'll tell you why. All right. I give it three. So that's a thumbs up. That's a recommendation. Multiple reasons. Number one, after John Wick, this feels like somebody who said, Hey, I'm going to do another John Wick, except it's going to be a domestic thing in America. You know, it felt like they're trying to make money off the whole John wick phenomenon. Now that's not a bad thing. If you do it well, I'm all good with it. Actually, believe it or not today, I am a member of universal rewards.
0: (laughs) Of course you are.
1: So I went on there and they had a quiz, a 10 question quiz about nobody. Yeah. And since I watched it last night, I took the quiz this morning, and I failed. Well, I I didn't fail, but I would you would think I'd get ten out of ten, and I got eight out of ten because they tricked me on a couple things. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I felt about Christopher Lloyd as the father. I think they went too far with that. I. I think they they made him almost cartoonish in that. I there's that no way the in whole hell. Point. I but I see. I didn't buy into it. I thought that was too much. I thought that was okay. All of a sudden, he's Billy Badass after being in a chair watching TV with a blanket over his legs all the time. No, no,
0: it was buy. a front.
1: I couldn't buy into that. Couldn't buy into that. Sorry, couldn't do it. And then the other thing was the quote-unquote brother, which they never explained in the goddamn movie. Please tell me in the movie where they explained that that guy was his brother.
0: Did you not see the family photo?
1: I would have appreciated a little more of that story. Yeah, backstory dialogue
0: instead of instead just, of him instead being, being the mysterious, mysterious voice on the radio instead of the picture of Christopher Lloyd with his no. arm around the two boys. No,
1: and again, this is more PC stuff too.
0: I didn't have a problem with it. I we took it as the action flick that we wanted.
1: And I liked it. I did. I I liked it very much. I just didn't love it. I... Oh, God. I'm trying to figure out how to criticize it without pissing you off.
0: (laughs) Everybody's Um, different. It hit us in a certain way that resonated that we thoroughly enjoyed it more than you did. The the whole thing the ads make you feel
1: like it's all about him getting back the the bracelet for his daughter and that's very a very minor part of it
0: it it's it that, turns
1: out to be a very very the that, whole thing. That, that was i the love straw the part that
0: broke the camel's back
1: i love the part i love the part at the beginning where he goes to get the bracelet because like you said that's the straw that broke the camel's back at the beginning and he he tracks down the criminals and it turns out they're just a a couple of petty any idiots and they have nothing to do with the story from there thereon. on but then because of the fact he had to go to confront them then he gets stuck he gets in the shit they're really into... that I loved that 15 20 minute sequence where he's where like... the idiots crash next to the bus he's in. <laughs> And then everything gets the world gets set on fire. That was awesome. That twenty-minute sequence was awesome. That I loved. Yeah. That I I did not like the bad guy. I thought he was a moron and an idiot. Yeah. Could barely speak. Oh, he's Russian. Okay, we get it. But he was such a generic bad guy. He was not intimidating beyond belief
0: no he was just kind of eh.
1: yeah oh you oh, said i'm gonna send more guys after him send more guys after him okay no disrespect bob odenkirk was great 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 great, great. great. in this role perfect perfect the whole thing with the wife
0: that uh, I, you was kind of eh. yeah that i could have done away with pillows a pillow wall between the two yeah. who the hell does that who the hell does that i'm sure it happens i'm sure it happens.
1: i've heard of people sleeping apart i've never seen the pill heard wall. of anybody putting a pillow wall up between husband and wife that's just weird that's just weird
0: that's but make sure kids
1: make sure kids when you shop for a house
0: get make a, sure basement. It has a basement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that'll make you watch the movie.
0: And if you have a shit ton of Russians coming after you, make sure you have <laughs> a shit ton of shotguns.
1: All right. So, 3 Frenzies for nobody from me. Moving on, we talked about the Tomorrow War.
0: We reviewed that. Eh, Okay. It was okay, but the demand was there. They listened to how many people watched this, and they're already developing the second one. Dun, dun, dun. Gee, is it really a surprise?
1: Oh, God. Guess who won't be watching the second one?
0: Oh my god!
1: I just I, I have no desire to watch another one of these.
0: This should have just been let alone as a one-off. Yeah.
1: Again, I, I I'm not impressed as we talked about in our review. I'm not impressed with the aliens. Chris Pratt was not good in this. I it's just
0: not every movie needs a sequel.
1: Exactly. Now, moving on to the box office. Back in full bloom, maybe?
0: Ish, kind of, sort of.
1: Black Widow pulls in $80 million this past weekend. Not bad. But, 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 the story behind the story may signal portents of doom. And gloom. For the movie industry at least in terms of the theaters. While Black Widow made $80 million at the box office at the physical theater, this bullshit, stupid-ass Disney Plus crap where they charge you $30 to get it at home pulled in $60 million over the weekend. So that basically, if you do your simple math, kids that tells you that 2 million households not viewers but households
0: paid the rat extra to stay at home
1: and that's on top of the fee you have to pay to have disney plus so it wasn't just 30 it's 30 plus whatever the subscription your standard fee.
0: subscription
1: so now people Ugh. are saying movie people are saying we're not going to put our movies in the theaters As widely as we used to.
0: Wrong! It's wrong!
1: Well, you know, A Quiet Place Part 2 is already on Paramount+. Plus.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: This is what we're going to have to deal with. And I don't like it. I hate it.
0: I am not picking up every effing streaming service out there. Well, and paying $30? On top of it? No! Bullshit! See for you
1: though it might work, because you have four potentially five people. Four, four that would watch it. If you paid thirty, if you had, if you already had Disney Plus. Seven fifty apiece. That's not terrible.
0: No, but I could go to a theater within a matinee, a matinee within a reasonable driving distance. And we could all get in and get popcorn and drinks for that. And enjoy the full experience.
1: Completely agree. Now, again.
0: There are some movies you have to see on the big damn screen, people. Well, here's the thing.
1: And, and I have been bitching and pissing and moaning about this for ages. You're absolutely right. You're 100% right. And I agree with everything you said based on where we live. If you're in like New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, thirty dollars to see a movie—that's one person. That's why it—it it, so it would. This be whole wise. deal, the rat has set this up. This whole deal to screw everybody in Middle America.
0: Pretty much, yeah. Where the cost if you're of in the, the big city,
1: if you're in the big city, this is a deal. This is a steal. Yeah. For us, it's a screw job pretty much because our ticket prices are so much lower than what they are in the big New York, Miami, Chicago, LA metropolitan areas.
0: Yeah. I hate
1: it. I have to go see Black Widow in the theater or I don't get to see it. I'm not shelling out $30 to watch a movie by myself.
0: No, it's not it, it that's stupid.
1: So in some way, somehow, this is prejudice. I'm telling you, I don't like it. It's
0: bullshit. I'm telling you, I've said it before. We're going the way of fucking Wally, where we're all just going to be sitting fat tubs of goo, draped over our portable chairs, sucked into watching TV, and drinking our meals through a fucking straw. That's what they're trying to do to us.
1: You need to to watch idiocracy is what you need to watch. That's kind of like the adult version of Wally, where it shows what we're gonna become. This is like the full dumbing
0: about. down of America. And you fucking lemmings are falling for it.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, before we get to the uh, moments of silence and the dumbasses, let's do some PC stuff
0: that will really piss us all off. Let's not and say we didn't.
1: Do you remember back when... I know you weren't a comic book guy, but I was. But do you remember back when Superman died in the comics?
0: Yeah, it was a huge deal.
1: Right. And then he came back with the four supermen
0: yeah it was that goofy
1: there was the kid there was uh what the eradicator there yeah yeah and then there was steel which shaquille o'neal portrayed in the movie right so technically he was a black superman well now warner brothers has decided that oh that's not good enough the next superman movie will feature A complete black Superman, so sure, why not? No more Clark Kent, you know, no more, you know, Lois Lane. Well, I'm sure Lois will fall for him because you know,
0: the Kryptonian
1: Superman's probably got a big schlong. So,
0: again, we're rewriting the entire canon for PC reasons,
1: yes, yes. We've got
0: just. Stop. Uh, here's the thing:
1: is Batman the only character? Marvel, DC is Batman the only comic? Oh, don't book... go. No, wait for it. Is he the only one who has not been altered or changed because of political correctness? Seriously, think just, about just it. Just
0: wait. For think it. about it. Just. There wait is for not it.
1: a major comic book character who has not been altered or changed. Due to political correctness, except for Batman. Just
0: wait for it. It's coming.
1: Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. All right. Moments of silence. I have a few. One will be a little bit confusing. But you have to bear with me. Car engineer... Claudio Zampoli passed away. Conquistador is like what? What are you talking about? What? Kev, shouldn't and this I'm a
0: car person and I don't recognize that name.
1: You know why? Because it's not about the cars. That's why it's the weekend edition. Claudio
0: Zampoli
1: was the man who introduced Sammy Hagar to oh, Van yes. Halen, and yes. that's what he was got- the
0: mechanic on the Ferrari in. I yes. can't drive 55. Yes. Claudio
1: Zampoli was yes. the guy who introduced Sammy Hagar to Eddie Van Halen. And, and that's how we history. got the Sammy Hagar era of Van Halen. Yes. So we will always be indebted to Claudio. Yes. Prayers to Fox's yes, family. Now, night court.
0: Charlie Robinson, Mac. Oh, he he was the comedic straight man on that show. Trying to hold everything together as the court reporter. We seem to be
1: talking a lot about Night Court lately, too. You know, it was a great freaking show. Yeah. Now, the guy who fought Clint Eastwood in any which way you can...
0: William Smith,
1: also featured in Rich Man, Poor Man, which when I was growing up was a big deal. That was one of those huge miniseries like Roots. You know, that was one of those big, big miniseries that everybody was sitting in front of their TV watching.
0: Yeah, you you may not know that name, but if you saw him, you would know him because he was that character actor. Right. Good guy, bad guy, didn't matter. Yep.
1: So, I have one dumbass this week. Just came out today.
0: Who do you got?
1: I was thinking, "Eh, could we go through a week without a dumbass? No. Of course not. Of
0: course not.
1: This is a guy I like. This is a guy I really like because he starred in a show, a sci-fi show that I still I have it on my DVR to this day. I think it's on Comet, one of those oh lower the, tier
0: that you get channels. free where yeah. you watch their ads. Yeah.
1: Sci-fi, they got Quantum Leap on there. Right. Jerry O'Connell from Sliders.
0: No! Not Jerry.
1: Jerry is my dumbass of the week.
0: Oh, it's a goocher.
1: Jerry just announced today that he will join the talk as a permanent
0: co-host. Oh, Jerry. So,
1: so Jerry has lost his balls, basically.
0: Jerry. Did you see Piranha? <laughs> Three double D.
1: <laughs> He's taking the place, basically, of Sharon Osborne. <sighs>
0: Jerry Jerry
1: I don't understand why a man would do this to himself because I they're paying don't. him because they're paying him a shit ton of money. Oh my God I, I I loved him in sliders Like you said Gooch
0: he was in stand by me right as the overweight friend. And Now,
1: for him to, to step in, quote-unquote, for Sharon Osbourne, so now he's going to be the wussy guy who's always going to have to agree with all the women because the minute he disagrees, what are you going to get, out Jerry? Of there. What are you getting, Jerry? You're getting exactly what Sharon Osbourne got. You're getting the boot.
0: Oh, Lord, help
1: us. It's too, you know who they should have hired because now he doesn't have a job? Scott Ryan, Mr. In-between. <laughs> <play. laughs> Can't you see him oh doing that show? No. What do you mean? Well, how do you feel about women's
0: rights? I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get me some dimmies.
0: <laughs> dimmies and soy sauce.
1: Don't yeah. <laughs> come in the soy sauce. Dimmies, get some dimmies. Make your life better. <laughs> and dimmies are basically what, wontons? Yeah, it's what they are, right?
0: Yeah. It's it's basically what they call wontons down in Australia.
1: <laughs> that uh, that was a great moment in the final episode. And again, I'm almost ready to cry because Mr. In Between is over. Gah! How some, many get some dimmies? Can't spoil. I don't want to spoil any more of the final episode for you, but
0: please watch the series. It's awesome. It won't
1: take you that long. As I mentioned earlier, it's less than 30 episodes.
0: Yeah, it's like three seasons, eight episodes a season.
1: On average, yeah. Maybe nine. You can get through it in a weekend easily.
0: Yeah. Because. Even though it says it's a half hour, you're really looking at maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, you
1: skip the ads. Yeah. And I will review The Magician, the movie that the character is based on, at some point here soon. But this this entire weekend edition, as we wrap it up, is a tribute to Ray.
0: This is for you, Ray.
1: So we everybody goes out, get some dimmies.
0: Get some dimmies, dip them in soy sauce. You can't go wrong.
1: Love your daughter. Kiss her, hug her, and then go out and kill shoot, everybody. Shoot everybody who's
0: ever wronged you in your life. It's a damn good thing I'm going to the gun. And, ranch then, tomorrow. and then go back
1: home. Hang out with your best friend who's got his vehicle. <laughs>
0: Hook up the solar panels to your new. Oh, and I was trailer. glad. They, I was
1: glad, even though it was for 30 seconds, they brought him in just for that little bit, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <On> <laughs> what he's beach. talking about. Yeah.
1: His, he's talking about what happened on the beach with his, his, his filming. His
0: filming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, kids. We didn't want to make this a whole tribute to Mr. In Between. Yes, yes, we, we did. did. Yes, we did. Don't lie. Please go watch Mr. In-Between. I would, I would actually say that might be Sports Frenzy 2.0, the podcast. That's our official show.
0: Yes, that's yes, our,
1: it is. That's our show, is Mr. In-Between. So check it out. Learn it. Know it. Love it. I'm getting a tissue because I'm getting verklempt for the Conquistador. For the Maestro. Have a great weekend. We'll check you out next week. Concert reviews. Movie
0: reviews. We love you. See you, kids.